Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hi, welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. Thank you so much for joining. Today I'm doing a special series on universities with both FCS programs in undergraduate degrees and master's degrees. Today's guest host is Cherie Moser, who is professor at University Nebraska-Lincoln. Welcome, Cherie, and thank you so much for being here and telling us all about your program and your dynamic background. Well, thank you, Barbara. I'm happy to be here. So what is your background? Before the show, you just kind of gave me a whole lot and it was, you're a powerhouse. (laughs) So please share that. It's been a lot. I'm in about my 35th year of teaching. I actually graduated with a bachelor's degree in home economics education in 1982 Got my first full-time job in 87, taught middle and high school for 20 years. Then I went to the district office as a curriculum specialist for family and consumer sciences in 2003, and then stayed until 2009 full-time. I ran family and consumer sciences, health sciences, and the student parent program for Lincoln Public Schools. I got my job at UNL 10 years ago as an adjunct because I wanted to go back to teaching and move out of administration. And I got my adjunct position in 2009, and I was given the professor of practice status two years later. So I've been a professor of practice for eight years, and I will earn my doctorate in this December. I am working on an educational doctorate, an EDD. Wow. (laughs) And how did you get into higher education? There was an opening, actually, and they actually, they asked me to apply. And because I live, I've always lived in Lincoln, I call it the 30-year, 40-block program, because I really have been within a 40-block radius for the last 34 years. So they just, they recruited me. If they call you and they say, hey, we think you would be great at the collegiate level, listen, because there's, you can get there. I really did start as adjunct. I taught family consumer sciences ed and human development and family studies classes as well. And a professor of practice teaches between five and seven classes a semester is how many I have. Yeah, because, gosh, I just think about, you know, my first year, I had five preps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that set me on that trajectory right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure I, there's many of us like that. Yes, there is. And I remember I taught five classes with about 150 kids a day at Lincoln High. And and at the university, I taught one class with 150 kids. So, you know, you teach these great big, huge classes sometimes. And I really enjoy that I moved as my program has grown. I moved out of the human development classes back into all education classes. And I really like that better. Yeah. So have you been a FCCLA advisor? I was an FCCLA advisor while I was a teacher at Lincoln High, and it was for my last three years we needed to build the program. So I took over three years before I left for the district office, and then I co-advised my last year mentoring a new advisor. So we had about 35 students in our FCCLA chapter, 
And then two years ago, I've been very involved since I got to the university. I do a lot of workshops and extra things with FCCLA in Nebraska and was, I got the National Service Award, I think two years ago or three years ago for FCCLA. Congratulations. That's- yeah, that was really nice. I really enjoyed I like it a lot. I go, my students at the U have to volunteer and they have to do professional activities and FCCLA is a big one that we do. So what is, I guess then, what does FCCLA mean to you? I just think that as, first of all, as a recruiting tool, a lot of my teacher candidates that are coming in at the freshman level have been officers or very involved in FCCLA, like very close to their family consumer sciences teacher. And a lot of the time, because they have those programs that you can do career exploration or you can say yes to FCS, those kids come to the university already declaring that they want to be a family and consumer sciences teacher. And I love it. So it's been a big draw for me in my program, but also it, we learn a lot about all of the ways that the leadership and the leadership and all of the dynamics that the kids have to have to be successful in FCCLA help make them a very, a really good teacher. So it's been a real great feed for me. I really, my students do a lot for them and, and I just stay really closely tied to what's going on in FCCLA in our state, especially. Yeah. So I guess that kind of, it leads into another question that I have, but you know, you said something about the, uh, the say yes to FCS campaign. Mm -hmm. So what, um, what does that all mean? Because there are lots of people out there who they they hear it, they see the hashtag, but they're not fully aware of, you know, the actual meaning. I think the biggest there's I think for me, there's two elements that go along with the say yes to FCS. One is building the professionalism and a positive image of family consumer sciences within the entire country. I think that's a big part of it. And then the other part of it is just the recruitment part. We've got to get more students in my, into my program because we're not filling the positions in Nebraska that are open. So the girl, our state, our director at the State Department of Education, Kristen Vest and I do a lot together to, we're, we're actually the contacts for Nebraska. So we're the two people that really try to do events and activities to say yes, but we do not only the recruitment activity, but we do a signing ceremony. We do a first future teachers dinner. We do that every year on a Monday night of FCCLA state leadership. And then we have future teachers and their FCS teacher come to the dinner. And then we have our collegiate, the kids that are majoring at the college level come to the dinner. So the least we've had at the dinner is like probably 28, 30 people. Mm -hmm. The most we've had at the dinner are like 35. So this year, it would have been our fourth annual Future Teachers Dinner. So we're, we're doing all kinds of things like that. I love that. So <laughs> how did you create that signing moment? Because that's something I would love to incorporate into my high school, you know, with our students mm-hmm. who are graduating. They're going off to college. They love, you know, family consumer sciences but they, they don't know where to go or anything. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question because really Kristen did it at state FCCLA. So she actually started it last year where the people from the college came 
no matter what family consumer sciences degree they were going to go into, whether it was nutrition, textiles, clothing and design, early childhood, they had us come and we gave them gifts from the universities and the different colleges up on stage at FCCLA. So it was actually a signing event in front of the entire state of Nebraska FCCLA state leadership conference. So it was during that time. This year, they did it all online. So it was a little different. So we haven't gotten to really connect. But that is one thing. The signing actually was implemented at FCCLA state leadership first. Oh, wow. And Chris invested that. So if you have somebody at your state department like that, that it's really great because just to include that one 20-minute little section of time at a state leadership conference is really, it's a sacrifice for her to get that in there, but it was, it's also a great opportunity for us to really show how many students are going into family and consumer sciences careers. I'm getting chills up my spine just thinking about that. So I, I really... It's really fun. I really like that. That's, that's a great promotional tool, but also just thinking about you know those kids that are going down the FCS route and being honored. We had another epiphany too, Barbara. We had, we didn't do enough. I didn't feel like any of us were doing enough to support new teachers. So we started a new teacher workshop last year. And that was really, that was really exciting because we had like 16, 18 students, first, second, third year teachers come. And then we had people do presentations. We had, we provided them with transportation and lunch and all kinds of gifts for them to take home to their classroom. But we did it for a whole day in November and it was really successful. So we're going to continue to do that too. So we have everything from the kids in college who participate in a lot of the acti- the professional activities to the future teachers dinner to the alumni because we have FCCLA alumni and we also have, we're doing retired teachers network. Mm-hmm. And we started that. So we have one girl in one professional organization that keeps track of the retirees and trying to get them involved and participate. And then we also have them that new teacher workshop. So we've been implementing a bunch of just new stuff to be more supportive all the way through. I really like that. So how do you, my gosh, you, you're just a wealth of information. How do you, I don't even, I don't even know how to relate this question because all the the synopses are, are firing right now. How do you keep track of all of this? How do you, what are the implementations of, you know, being able to create something like this? Because in Washington state, we have our FCS program director, you know, at the state level. And then we have two universities that have FCS mm-hmm. programs, uh, undergraduate programs. But keeping track the way that you are doing that, how are you doing that? Well, it's kind of easy when you start with four students and then you only have four to keep track of. <laughs> When I got my job at the university, my, my first semester, I actually had four students. So it's pretty easy when you start with zero and build up from there. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but my, my biggest, honestly, I have the most supportive department at the university. The department that I'm in is Child, Youth, and Family Studies. And from the very beginning, I was hired to build it. And what has really happened is because we have have it, it has grown enormous amounts. 
So it is a matter of that department support, but also connecting. And we have Wayne State, Shadron State, and UNL that all three have programs here in Nebraska. The two, Shadron and Wayne, are smaller, but yet we're equal. And so we we have an attitude of equality. It doesn't matter where they go. They're still going to be FCS teachers. We're not going to compete. If they feel like it, they belong better in Shadron, by, you know, bless them and go so that they can get a degree. We need people out West just as badly as we need people in the East side of the state. So that coordination has been amazing. And we had a couple of people at the state department of education, like turnover. So I told them I would start keeping track of the, the movement in jobs for um, the state of Nebraska. So we started keeping the movement in 2011. So how many jobs are open? And so now we have this huge Excel chart of every year of every position that's been open and who was hired. So we can also keep track of uncertified teachers, those that need to add the endorsement or a full teaching certificate, how we can work with them. And then we also talk to the the administrators that don't get the positions filled. We've had more than 45 brand new openings in Nebraska compared with only eight or nine positions that were not filled, that were ultimately closed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason they close is because they have no candidates. So we had 57 openings this year. We still have 14 openings right now. And we have we had 22 or 23 graduates fill of those 57, that's how many graduates we had. So we're not even to half. We're not even to half. Yeah. And I think we have to work with the rest. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that goes, you know, across the board, you know, in the nation, that's how a lot of it is uh, what's happening. So I guess for this, this leads into like my, you know, for GP ideas and for if a potential student was considering a career change, like, I'm a I'm a late bloomer and I did a career change. I was a I gosh, I was jack of all trades and uh prior to going down the teaching route because I I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, but as a teacher, we're our worst advocates for our profession. Mm-hmm. So finally when I went in and I started I started small and I was a uh, para pro for a couple of years. And then it was, I, gosh, I became a substitute teacher for, you know, maybe a month. And then all of a sudden people were telling me, you need to do this. You need to become a teacher. And it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I got my CTE endorsement and then that's how I got my foot in the FCS door and took over for a, a long, a leave of absence. And that's when I fell in love and that set me on this trajectory. And that's how I found Great Plains Interactive Distance Educational Alliance, which is GP Ideas. How is that? We're doing a career change. How can GP Ideas be a good, a potential good fit for them? Well, it, it works a couple of different ways, especially when people want an endorsement it offers the coursework completely online. I have a lot of candidates that come into my program just to earn the teaching certificate or an added endorsement. So there's, that's pretty common. I have probably 45 students that are doing that like right now. 
in Nebraska. So we work with them and they can take those GPIDA classes online without being fully admitted into a master's degree program. So that's a big perk because you can take them anywhere. I've had people in New York take them, Rhode Island, um, in the Bahamas, in Germany. I've had people from all over the place just take one or two classes to either renew a certificate or gain certification. So that's one element. And then to get into the entire master's degree program, you know, they can, you can do the whole thing online and get, get a teaching certificate from your home state. Our home state certificate is from Nebraska. So I have to follow our guidelines here, but we're a broad field endorsement. So that makes it nice because you can go any state transfer it or submit it to see what else your state might require, but then they get a teaching certificate that is broad and then not specific content. So that's nice. And I guess that's a huge draw. People really like that. Mm-hmm. But we do have the option B too for certified family and consumer sciences teachers to move forward in the in leadership and and into their in in their position where they are. So I've got a I probably have six or eight option B students right now that are just getting the master's in to move forward in their career. And that really is the kind of master's I got that got me my job at the collegiate level was that growth. uh, Mine is actually uh, family and consumer sciences education curriculum was my master's degree. So it really fit what I do, but it also really moved me forward quickly and that was the same thing that happened to me, that I was asked to move and I was like asked to, to take on leadership where I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have sought it out originally when I, early in my career. So I had administrators that would just say, hey, Barbara, I think you would do a really good job of doing that. But I have to tell you something else that's super interesting is that the number one thing my students say when they come to the university and major in FCS is that their family consumer sciences teacher told them they'd make a great teacher. So we have to remember to tell the kids that if you love my classes and you love what we do in here, then you would be a great teacher and we need teachers. So isn't that interesting? That's the number one. Yeah. It's just, you know, do that positive reinforcement to those kids who, Uh who do take on those leadership roles. Yeah. I I have to, My daughter, I have a 16-year-old daughter. My best friend, she was, or she is a FCS teacher at a neighboring high school in, in, mm-hmm. in a district, which my daughter attends. Well, I forced my daughter to participate in FCCLA this year. <laughs> they didn't have an FCCLA program. And mm-hmm. then they started it up. And I forced, I told her, I go, you have to do it. I'm sorry. You know, it's by default, you have to do this. And she was, she was not happy with me in the beginning, but she loves, she's really good friends with, with my best friend. And uh, they, she calls her like a second mom. And uh, (laughs) they, it was for her going through the FCCLA program this year it was eye-opening, and then she was constantly being reinforced, you know, like, you are amazing. You are doing these, um, oh, what are they? It Was it star events or projects? Star events. She's doing these, star, they're doing the, 
out, you know, they went to a boys and girls club. Oh, community service. A community service project. Uh, uh-huh. They, she was doing that and, you know, reading and to the kids there. And my daughter asked if she could bring in our pet bird as like a show and tell. And they said, yes, yes, you could do that. So Aubrey brought, you know, our bird, her name is Gertie who's 27 years old. So when you think about when you're looking at pets, a little side note, if you're looking at pets, make sure you look at the life expectancy of an animal because they can end up being generational. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, but Aubrey took Gertie and the kids absolutely loved it. And here Amber is just, you know, watching Aubrey, you know, develop, you know, throughout this last year going, Oh my gosh, you are a leader. You are the, you're the glue to what this FCCLA program is, even if you don't want to be that leader. And that just, and it showed across all the, all the boards because she ended up becoming her C teams softball team, I guess, at school, the leader, they, they asked her to become, be their head, their head coach, you know, with the the students. Uh, So it it carries, you know, when you have that professionalism. And so I, I love, I love everything that you're doing for the FCCLA, but also finding that potential good fit for all students even uh-huh. going through because yeah. we need it. We need to be reinforcing, you know, that positive connection going, you'd be an amazing. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You spoke about animals too. And the, the other big feed in Nebraska that we participate in a lot, a lot of family consumer sciences teachers participate in 4-H in the summer. So it is interesting. I'm getting candidates from um, extension that got the, in nutrition. They're working in extension in Nebraska. And I've got two or three right now that are almost done with their teaching certificates so that they can hold a teaching certificate and go into the schools and teach more. So I think it's, I've I've crossed over into 4-H and an extension, which is not someplace that I really would have gone to extension services or units to recruit. That was not something that was ever on my radar. And yet now I have it. So I just think people need to remember that there's just, we are everywhere. I always, I tell my students, my mantra is that our students can actually walk out of our classroom and they live what we teach them every day. I don't care what you're teaching them, but they're living it. And that is, that's not only a huge responsibility, but it's also a privilege that we get to influence the lives of these children and and communities in such positive ways. Absolutely. That's, that's always been most important to me is what can I do to make my community and this program better? And so I'm pretty rigorous because I think my, my total this last week or so was about 135 students. I started with four in Great Plains in 2011. I have about 42 right now in my master's degree program. I have about 44 in, in the endorsement certificate program. And then I have the on-campus kids. I'm up to about 44 or 45 there. So I'm over about 130. Because if you build it and you have a good quality program and you have the variety that I get to have, the on-campus, the online, the blended, 
and you, you offer all of that, you give support to teachers that need a certificate, they will come. Yeah. Because there's tons of jobs. Yep. It's uh, the field of dreams, you know. You build it, it they will come. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it, it works. It, it does. It, and, but, you know, you got to look at all the work and the heavy footing that you have put into, you know, building this program. And, yeah. No, thank you for, you know, laying down that groundwork because I'm, I see the light at the end of the tunnel for, for me and, and cause I am that option B uh, master's program in FCS and, you know, it's without that, that groundwork that you've established for, you know, all of GP ideas for this program, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to stay in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And some really high quality professors all around the country. Because yeah. we're the only GPIDEA program, but just, you know, there's, I don't know how many there are, maybe 16 programs now, but all of the universities that are involved, these people are really high quality instructors. So I love teaching the classes and being involved with students all over the country and all over the, all over the world, actually, that part is, is fun. Yeah, I, I love being able to be with so many different people yeah. all the time. I have a new one from Turks and Caicos. So I'm like, yeah, I know this summer. So I got a new student from Turks and Caicos who's doing the option B program. Wow. No, no. The, yeah, the, you build it, they will come. And also, you know, the world is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller with, you know, mm-hmm. our communications, you know, mm-hmm. it is. you know, what, you know, the World Wide Web or the internet, you know, can do and has done and will continue to do. Yep. How do you promote? How do I promote? Yeah. I just, I think that the open positions are a huge way to promote because not only are we not filling teacher positions, but we're, we're not having people move up into, at the, to the collegiate level. So having people go on and get a doctorate as well is starting to happen. I love that too. So we need more people. We, we did a search about five years ago to try to see if there were candidates out there to replace me. And really in my pool in Nebraska, we have less than five. Mm. So, and, and I talked about that package, that package of having a master's degree, extensive teaching and leadership. And when you think about all of those elements, there's only three curriculum specialist positions in Nebraska in the biggest schools. There's department chairs which is also a leadership position, but there's only three curriculum. So Omaha, Millard, and Lincoln, that's it. When you think about your opportunity to move up in your career, that is one thing that we need people to be able to move up. So the jobs are not very plentiful, but hopefully at the university level, we'll grow and add more people. Because Wayne State's grown, UNL has grown, Shadron's still kind of just a few students every year, but our programs are growing, not just the big one, and the little ones are too, so. Yeah, no, I agree, and we just need to keep on promoting and getting the word out, creating that awareness campaign, and, you know, I have... So this year, for the first time, I'm part of the AAFCS, and... uh, Mm -hmm. So I was able to, I was able to join, you know, membership as a student and I was able to attend that virtual annual conference. 
It was, I enjoyed it. I loved learning and listening to all these other impactful stories on, you Uh know, people on, you know, where they started and where they're going because, you know, you know, FCS is on the move. We are. And it's, I think it's gaining a better image because of, especially because of all the things that we do that are better for families, whether it's nutrition or child development strategies, parenting relationships, you name it, because we're so broad, but we really do have, we have good people that are a part of our profession and very knowledgeable. I think that's what I like about AAFCS a little bit better. I'm in a lot of organizations, but I like AAFCS because you get all of your profession. So you go to that national conference and you're hearing from people who have a doctorate in nutrition and a doctorate in health and mental wellness and those kinds of things. You're hearing from people that that's their whole body of research. And that's what I really like. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I have, you know, seen the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm liking that. It's like, I really want to kind of dabble in the, the doctorate level. But at the same time, I'm just like, no, just finish what you have going to stop thinking about <laughs> other things. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I really was pushed into the doctorate program at UNL, but yet I'm really glad they pushed me because really, if you're going to move your forward in your profession and you're going to move your, your profession to more of a credible level, really having a doctorate degree says that I'm very serious about what I do. Even mine's in ed, an educational doctorate in the Carnegie program, which means I study my own practice. That's what I have done is my, my dissertation is deals with struggling student teachers and why they're struggling and then what interventions that we're doing to help them so that there's less struggle so they can be successful. Because even if we graduate them, if they struggle during student teaching, the chances of them not being successful within the first two to five years of teaching are really high. So we want to just see what we can do intervention-wide to kind of like give them the support that they need going in so that they can do better all of, all the way through and stay in the profession for heaven's sakes. Yes. yes. I'm keeping track of, I lost another teacher in Lincoln to guidance this year, one of my best teachers. And that's super common because family and consumer sciences really blends well with, with school guidance. You're working with people's and people about families and making things healthier. And so it's a really natural progression. It's a natural place for them to go. I think I've lost maybe 12 or 13 teachers in the last 10 years to guidance. So it's a, it's very common direction for people to go. And it makes sense, but that doesn't mean that I'm not sad when they go. Yeah. So that well, makes another position I have to try to fill. So Exactly. Well, we want to we want to keep our 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 teachers in the classroom, but we also want to promote, you know, their their growth, their professional yes. growth. Yeah. But you stay within the FCS department. <laughs> yeah, that's my preference, but that doesn't, you know. Yeah, it doesn't always line up like that. I know. I'm not their mom. <laughs> I'm, just their, I'm just their program person. It's like, okay, I can't tell you what to do once you're out there. Yeah, no, I. Guidance I, and support if you need it. But I have a lot of them that if you get out into teaching and teaching is intense the first few years. And when they get out, it really is, you really have to pay attention to what you're doing in your building, in your district, and for your kids. And so then to reach back to us, it's not uncommon, honestly, but it's harder. Mm -hmm. 
because you're so busy. Yeah. Well, I know. I gosh, I have so many irons in the fire, and it's you might not see it on the outward, you know, projection, but you know, up in my mind, my mind's eye is constantly always surveying like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. And, you know, try to try to always stay organized in all my classwork, my student work, my, my own professional development. And, you know, and that's, you know, this podcast ends up becoming a professional development for me and hopefully for others as I'm connecting with you and so many amazing other resources that I've been able to, you know, just have these amazing conversations with. Yeah, it's, it's fun to, it's fun to connect. And I think that is one thing that FCS does a little more naturally Mm -hmm. than some of the other content areas, but our teachers really connect and share. And I think we're known for that. So when you become an FCS teacher, you really do have this group of support to help build you up and to help keep you going. And I have to say FCCLA, that group is very tight knit in Nebraska. We have districts and then the districts, the advisors get together and really plan and work with those kids on everything. So, you know, it's really a a close knit group. Mm -hmm. And honest for the, the other parties, we're just really, I don't know. I think there's a lot of very kind and caring people. So, that is always refreshing when you go to a national conference and the FCS people are always very welcoming and very supportive. And they're very excited about what you're doing and, and how things are going in your state. I did a presentation last year at F- at AAFCS for the say yes to FCS group. And it was only about six minutes, but I shared all of this kind of thing, all of the things that we're doing in Nebraska. And that didn't even include the new teachers workshop. So we've added since then. But just the way that we keep track of the people that are majoring in FCS and where we recruit and where they come from and what we're doing to get new teachers, it's a big collaboration. It is not just one person. No. It is not just me. It's, you know, it is a lot of different people in the state that are helping all of it. Well, I could do a whole new segment on, you know, just doing new teacher workshops with you and trying Uh to, you know, connect with other people like you who are working directly with new, new teachers, because that is so important because I'm still within that five year, that five year bubble. And, you know, it, it's hard. It's a struggle, but you know, if, if you are, committed to in loving what you do, you will push forward. But I completely understand how new teachers can be burnt out like immediately within that first three years. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And that's the, and it's really, it's frustrating and it's sad. It's that it's part of, of the fact that you have to let people grow in their own way and make their own choices and let go and let God, it's really kind of, that kind of a situation because sometimes it's really hard for me to have to see them move into something different. There is that grieving process. Sometimes it is a loss because you work so hard to train that student. I have my students at the U for a year and a half. So I have them three semesters in a row. And when we're done, we know each other really well and they know each other really well. So it is kind of, it's hard to see that movement sometimes, but yet I understand the movement because if you don't have a big passion for teaching, it's a lot of work if you're not loving it. Yeah. So 
You need to love it. And I think that the thing I loved the most was the students and the fact that those relationships that you make. And FCCLA was a big part of that too. I'm still close to some of the FCCLA officers that I had way back in the mid nineties. So when you think about those relationships that you form, it is, it, some of them are just forever. They're lifelong. Well, relationships matter. Stories matter. People matter. So. That's what we're about right there. And that's, and that's what I love about, you know, family consumer sciences, because it, it, it just, it captures all of that in one. And I'm able to, you know, I'm able, and not saying that any other content area isn't able to do that, but I just feel like there's something more special about the mm-hmm. FCS program that we're able to connect with our students like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are talking about issues about their lives. Yeah. So it's, that's when I said it's a responsibility. It's a big responsibility, but it's also a privilege for us to be able to help and support kids that are struggling sometimes in every respect. Our student parent program in Lincoln was huge and very different because we set it up that way. It was a team approach in each building and it included the nurse and an administrator and the social worker and the FCS teachers and the classes and the daycare. It was all this big package. It's a program, not not a class. And we got, you know, you get criticized, but yet you get accolades because you're helping these kids graduate and turning that graduation rate around. We turned it from a 20% graduation rate to an 80% graduation rate, which was higher than the, the normal population at the time. So the average population of graduates. So those, those are the things you can really make big differences in the lives of these kids and their children when you have programs and content that address it. Exactly. No. Well, thank you so much for doing all that you do because you matter and our programs matter and we're better together. Oh, absolutely. You know, and anytime anybody needs any help, I'm always there. I'm, I really am a workaholic, so I'm working almost all the time. (laughs) Do you have any hobbies? I'm making my procrastination project for my doctorate when I just need to not read or write one more thing for the day is making a quilt from my grandma that died when I was 19. So it's a, it's a depression flower sack quilt. And she had all these, she had probably 14, 16 blocks. I repieced them and I'm working on the border now. So I all by hand, cause it's, it's from the forties. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I do that. Share, share a picture of that because I would <laughs> love to highlight that. That would be, I'll send it to you. Yes, I've, please. I'm, I'm still working on the border, but the quilt itself is so interesting. Oh, and, and they tell such intricate stories. She liked having like little quirky things in her quilts. She liked having little mistakes. So I've got pictures of three of the blocks where she just put pink and purple together or whatever. It's like, well, do you really see it? It's, it's just so subtle and it's so interesting how she liked to do that. So yeah, it's a, it's a tribute to her legacy. That is. Oh. Well, I'll let you get going for your day, but this has been absolutely amazing being, being able to connect with you like this and being well, able to hear you. your story and, you know, promote all of our programs, you know, through GP ideas, UNL and your other areas at, in Nebraska, because 
we need we need more teachers and we need yeah. more family consumer sciences. There's not enough of us, but I know there are so many out there who who are interested in knowing like I wonder how I could do that because I adult, I can teach kids how to adult. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what they all say. Yeah, right. I mended my pants one time so I could teach sewing. I'm like, okay, well, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. But if they have that, if they have that passion, then we can, we can make it happen. Yeah. I think so. No. Well, dreams and we're, and I'll tell you what, it's, I, I see more growth and more potential now than I have for a long time. Good. That means, you know, we're all doing our jobs right. Yep. And thank you so much for asking me, Barbara. It's yeah. been, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Uh-huh. Bye. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review, and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today, and be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.